I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are making an intentional choice to not just make Easter a one-day celebration that's mostly about a fancy dress and chocolate-filled bunnies, but to make it about knowing the one we are celebrating that day, Jesus. Over the next seven weeks, we will slow down the final days of Jesus' life. We will take a peek into each of these moments so that we can know Him better. I want to teach you some common Lent practices, Bible study, fasting, Lent candles, repentance, and prayer. I will guide you through implementing each of these. Help me spread the message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know all of us struggle with how to really focus on Jesus during Easter. And it's crazy because this should be the holiday we go all in for. But I get it. We've never been shown how. My friend, that all changes with this study. We are going to do this together. This Lent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. I would love for you to join our community as we are growing even more in God's Word. And I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This will be automatically applied when you sign up today. This spring, we are studying the book of James, which is the perfect complement to this final day's Lent study, because it was one of the very first letters written to the first followers of Jesus. So as you are studying the final days of Jesus' life, you will see how the first followers lived it out. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. All right, let's get started with today's session. A bloody mess. If you haven't already, spend some time in prayer today. Praise God. Repent of sin. Ask for others and yourself. Yield to God. And then wait and listen. Today we are going to try and follow along step by step with Jesus. We want to know what he felt from his perspective. This isn't just another thing in the history books. This was the final moments of Jesus' life. The final words spoken to Jesus, his final things to see. Let's look at it from his perspective. I think it will change things for both of us. Prompt. For context, review and summarize what happened in Matthew 27, 15 through 23. Matthew 27, 15 through 23. Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. And when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of the self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message, Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. And they shouted all the louder, Crucify him. He had just been chosen instead of a convicted murderer to be crucified for no reason. Pilate actually said, what evil has he done? Read Matthew 27, verse 24 through 26, and write out verse 25. Matthew 27, verse 24 through 26. 
When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, and that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, His blood is on us and on our children. And then he released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. They wanted his blood on them. Not just them, but their children. Our sin, our separation, our curse. This is insanity. Write out God's response to his blood-stained people in Isaiah 1, 18. Isaiah 1, verse 18. Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Even when we stand there, hands stained with blood because we want our own way, our Father turns our sin-stained souls to the purest of white. Question, what did Pilate do to Jesus before releasing him? We can almost miss it or see it as nothing if we go too quickly. The passivity of the text almost makes it sound like just a reprimand if we don't understand what scourging means. This isn't something we are familiar with today. The ESV Study Bible describes it like this. Roman flogging was a horrifically cruel punishment. Those condemned to it were tied to a post and beaten with a leather whip that was interwoven with pieces of bone and metal, which tore through skin and tissue after exposing bones and intestines. In many cases, the flogging itself was fatal. The Romans scorched Jesus nearly to death that he would not remain alive on the cross after sundown. Prompt. Draw a picture of what was used to be Jesus. You can use the description above or search the internet to find images to determine how to draw it. I know this seems like an odd activity, but I want us to visualize this moment as best we can. You obviously are an audio listener and aren't going to draw this out likely, but what I would like for you to do at the end of this lesson or even now is hit pause and I want you to go search on this Roman flogging. I want you to see images of what it was that was struck against Jesus' back. He took this beating. His back literally ripped open for us. I can't even fathom this kind of pain. Bones exposed. Tradition said that just one more lashing death was imminent. Question, what might have been going on in Jesus' mind as he was scourged and flogged? Question, what is the most painful thing you've experienced? And how do you think this compares to what Jesus experienced in that moment? The worst is yet to come. His punishment is just getting started. Read Matthew 27, verse 27 through 31, and list out each thing the soldiers did to Jesus. Matthew 27, verses 27 through 31. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of the soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and they knelt, knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail the king of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. All of that for no reason at all. The whole battalion of soldiers typically referred to 150 to 200 men. 
The grown men had nothing better to do than these things to Jesus. Mind you, he'd already been beaten up to near death and now this. What a mess. Question. How do you imagine Jesus felt physically during this time? Question. What thoughts and feelings do you suppose Jesus had during this mock fest? With just a word, he could have stopped it all. We've seen him show his power in far greater ways. To stop this would have been so easy for him. Prompt. Read and write out Isaiah 53, verse 5 through 7. Isaiah 53, verses 5 through 7. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth, and he was led like a lamb to slaughter. And as the sheep before his shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Prompt, go back and circle every word that was a physical pain Christ endured for you. All of it he endured for you to have peace, and to be healed. He took every lash. History says there were 39 lashes, back and forth whippings, 39 times. That whip of dried bones and sharp rock dug across his back. He could have stopped them at any point, and he didn't. He endured the clothes being ripped off his torn open skin and stood there, Before more than 100 soldiers, he was naked for you. Then they thought it would be funny to dress him like a king, so they took your naked savior with skin not just bloody but ripped open, and they put a robe on him, not as a spa or hotel might offer, but to remind him of how unlike a king he really was. They made him a mock crown out of thorns and pressed it deep into his skull. More blood. More unnecessary blood. Then they spit on him. And they looked at Jesus and despised him so much that they just to mock him, but to spit on him. Complete disdain and disrespect. They handed him a reed to hold and then used it to beat him over his thorn-covered head. Such a bloody mess. Then it just ends. It seems the soldiers had no purpose, no goal in mind for this treatment, no reason. It wasn't a sentenced punishment, just soldiers having some fun. On to the next thing. Question. Why do you think the soldiers did that? Question. What do you imagine was going through Jesus' head? Think of all the things you've learned about Jesus over the past few weeks as you answered this question. There isn't a right or wrong answer we're just imagining. This wasn't an easy day, a bloody mess. It would be easier to turn our heads or not look too closely because we don't really want to know. We like the picture of resurrected Jesus a lot more than this picture. But we need to remember what he did for us. It wasn't a little spanking or even a severe beating. He endured total abandonment and mocking. His suffering wasn't just physical, it was emotional. It was emotional. 
Question. Have you ever had someone say something that hurt worse than a slap? I feel certain that the worst part, as horrid as it was, wasn't the flogging. The worst part was the rejection. To look into the eyes of ones you love so much and have them hate you is unbearable. Question. Do you relate to this on your own level? How has it made you feel to love and only receive complete rejection or abuse in return? As we wrap up today, I want you to think, what should you do? How can you apply what you have heard today? James one twenty two. and who should you tell? What is something you can share about today and who should you share this with? My prayer for you is that you would feel like you know Jesus more as we work our way through his final days. His story is the reason we celebrate on Easter Sunday because it's the thing that has totally changed our lives. I so hope this was encouraging to you. If it was, it would be so helpful if you would leave a review for this show. If it wasn't, well, you don't have to leave a review. Finally, please share this with your friends. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free and super easy to do Lent study. And when you share about it on social media, be sure to use hashtag hearers and doers podcast and tag me at Becky Kaiser. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at onlinewomensbiblestudy.com. I'll see you tomorrow with another final day's episode.